Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, here at the Sports Bros Podcast. And guess what? You got all one, two, three, three of us together at the same damn time. Me and B-Live have finally decided to come back from San Diego. Um, it was hard to party, beautiful San Diego. But it is what it is. We got nine to five jobs and a normal lives, so we got to come back. And also, we didn't want, didn't want to leave Scotty D by himself as well, too. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Episode 32 of this year's Sports Bros Podcast. It feels good to be back. And of course, I got my co-hosts with me, my guys, my fellas, my dudes, my boys, my brohams, the almighty B-Live. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. What? What? We 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 didn't start this off right at all. Hold on, um, nine to five. Who the hell has a nine to five? Hey, I'm keeping it honest, brother. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I had a nine to five. No, I, I, see, see, there I go off 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 the track again. Ladies and gentlemen, just be your boy. The Almighty <laughs> be live. One third of the Sports Bros podcast. It feels good to be back because, man, well, I'll tell you this. San Diego was absolutely amazing. Eddie Cool, again, I'm so proud of you. Thank and you, I have And I have to do it for the one time for the one time. One time. Booyaka, booyaka, 619. Had to. <laughs> Had to. San Diego was amazing. WWE, please don't hit a brother up with some copyright and some trademark BS. I, I ain't feeling it this morning. And Scotty D, you did absolutely amazing by yourself. Hashtag Scott Van Donnelly. You know what I'm saying? He <laughs> held it down. But yeah, I, I still gotta give you I still gotta give you hell. Just give me a moment. The the, the moment will present itself. The bros are back. Go ahead. Back in the house like the curtains and the blinds, baby. And of course, who's been holding it down for the past two weeks. The money man, Scotty D. Man, I am lucky to have you guys. Welcome back. It's good to it's good to be back together with you guys here. Biggest reunion since the Beatles. Oh, that didn't even happen. But we're back together. So <laughs> glad to have you guys. Uh, I, I missed you the last couple of weeks. I know we stayed in touch personally a little bit over the, our over social media. But it's nice to have you guys back. Uh, get us all back together again. So um, don't leave me anymore. Don't leave me. You're coming with next time. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how we're going to make it happen, but you're coming with next time. <laughs> I hear you. Well, well, thanks for being back with me. And, uh, again, uh, congratulations on uh, on your accomplishments and ha- for having uh, your boy out there with you. And uh, I, I was really happy for you guys to be able to do that together. So, anyway, enough love fest. Let's move on and talk some sports, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Man. We are back. and We are here to talk about sports. Even though uh, myself and the Almighty B Live, we missed a great portion of the Major League Baseball playoffs, but guess what? Though we're not severely out of touch. All right, 
In case you're under a rock, the World Series begins soon, and we got the Houston Astros representing the American League versus the Washington Nationals representing the National League. Uh, let's see, from a prediction standpoint, I don't think any of us picked the Nationals, now did we? Not yes, one sir. of us. No, we picked the Braves. I picked the Braves. B-Live, you picked the Braves. And Scotty D, who'd you pick? I had the Brewers. Okay, yeah. We So you, like, two Braves, one Brewers, and the Brewers didn't even show up. The Braves, something happened, and now we're looking at <laughs> Washington representing the National League. All right, Scott D, what are your thoughts on this year's series between the Astros and the Nationals? Well, first, let me just say, um, as a Yankee fan, a guy who who, who loves the Yankees, I was rooting against my prediction. You know, I pay, I think we all picked the Astros, if I'm not mistaken, back in the spring. Mm. Uh, I, I was not wanting to see that happen. <laughs> I was rooting for the Yankees, obviously. But I do believe that the better team won this series I think the Yankees are going to really have to look at working on hitting the ball to contact because it's, it felt to me, you know, they jumped, they jumped Granky in game one and I was feeling pretty good about how they stole home field and they were going to have three in a row in Yankee stadium. I knew you still had to go through Verlander and uh, Garrett Cole, but I felt like they just were, I, I was watching a team that was just going up there and trying to hit the big home run. They, it, it wasn't. I, I can remember a few years ago watching the Kansas City Royals go to the World Series back to back years, and they just were going up there and hitting the ball, hitting the ball, contact, going from first to third, scoring runs, keeping the line moving. And that was not what I was seeing with the Yankees. They were, they were waiting to hit the big home run. They were all. I felt like they were all just coming out of their shoes, swinging for the fences, trying to deliver the big hit. And they actually got it in games in Game Six, late when DJ LeMahieu tied the game up in the ninth in the bottom of the ninth or the top of the ninth inning. And then you send your closer, Raldis Chapman out there, instead of blowing him away with the gas, he had trouble finding the strike zone. He walked Springer for some reason, Gary Sanchez, who I cannot stand. Oh. They're calling slider <laughs> after slider and Altuve delivers the big hit. So going into now that they've, they've got past the Yankees, the Yankees need it. They're going to need, uh, I think also another starter because I really hate this bullpenning thing. I, I don't think it's a, formula that's meant for long-term success the Yankees had a pitcher named Domingo Herman who late in the year got suspended for domestic violence I don't really think he would have been a difference in the series because it was the the hitting woes is really what happened with the Yankees they you know they they just weren't hitting with runners on base but the Astros they're they're solid everywhere man they're they're their position players are, are awesome throughout the infield and outfield they don't really have a weakness uh, a, not a glaring jump off the page weakness, and their pitching is so deep. And the one team that might be able to match them with pitching in all of baseball right now is the Nationals. So that's what we got coming up here. We're gonna, I'm gonna say, take the under in most of these games because we're gonna have some solid pitching performances. I do think the Astros are gonna be good enough to get get through this, but I think it's gonna take them six games to do that. And with that, I'm gonna pass the baton over to B Live. See what you think on that. Well, what you think, B Live? Oh, um, I, I appreciate the I pre- appreciate the baton passing, you know, because um, we we sat here for a while, and um, I thought that you forgot that the um the rest of us were still here because I felt like that was going to be another thirty minute episode. Because, well, you like, know, you you you, you put we, me in a habit the last couple of weeks. You know? I, I'm just saying that you forget yeah. you, you forgot about us, but I, that was very passionate and driven because 
we all know that you are um, a Yankees fan, and we were trying to check on you because um, it was um, it was a pretty rough go at it. But I mean, I yeah, think that was a heartbreaker for sure. But I think I think your weekend ended up real well. We'll um, go into the NFL a little bit later. But um, when it comes to baseball and that ninth inning of um, game six of the ALCS was absolutely amazing to watch. That is what October baseball is all about. I, I struggled through 162 games. I will admit that on the air. I struggle through it because there's so many games, so much to watch and everything like that. But when it comes to October, man, this is I'm all all eyes. I because I was actually um at work and I was like, Oh, football, 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 football. Oh there's no more meaningful college football. Um, let's go ahead and get this sound on to baseball and literally everybody's eyes and ears was like, Yes. And then the way, way that developed and everything, the Astros felt it. They felt it. Top of the ninth, they're about to close out the Yankees. Oh, my goodness. LeMahieu crushed. And with, I mean, the, um, who's the right fielder for um, Houston? Springer. 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 A foot away. The glove was literally not even a foot away from making one of the most amazing catches. Oh. But <laughs> hell of an effort. Absolutely. So we're, we're like, so we're just looking at it. It's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that, did that happen? Did that happen? Wow. But then two outs, bottom of the ninth in Houston, Mighty Mouse. I like to call him. I don't know what his actual nickname is. Jose, can you see? <laughs> Jose Altuve, all five foot six. I know I made the meme saying it was five foot five, but man, when he put the hurt on that baseball, he knew it. Everybody knew it. That ball was gone. Walk off fashion. Man, they partied in Houston. That was amazing. I'm going to say this, though. You say Houston and six, um, Scotty D? Yeah, I'm going Houston and six games. I'm going with the hot hand. I know they've been resting for a little bit, but when I tell you when it came to the second half of the um, <laughs> of the baseball season, there was not a team better than the Washington Nationals. I'm Absolutely. telling you, they were the hottest team. They turned it completely around. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I wrote them off. I'm de- I'm gonna say this for the second time when it comes to the baseball season. I was wrong, 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 because I wrote off the Washington Nationals, and I had hope for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And <laughs> wrong, Scotty, Scott, Scotty yeah. D's Pittsburgh Pirates, ladies and gentlemen. I the hurt, the Clint Hurdle free Pittsburgh Pirates, currently I, manager free Pittsburgh Pirates. Right, I was wrong. They turned it around. They turned around with a quickness. And Scotty D, you were absolutely correct when you said, um, because I remember you were talking about a team that you feared matching up with the pitching of the Washington Nationals. It's going to be one hell of a World Series. And I, I do believe when this publishes, because we um, publish on 
Tuesday mm-hmm. will be right before game one of the World Series. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I'm saying the Washington Nationals, and I'm saying seven games. It's going to go all seven. I would Nationals love to see that. Seven. Let, let me just add this, um, I, and I actually kind of briefly alluded to this last week. Last week when I, um, when I was still doing it on my own, I kind of was talking a little bit about, and, and this is how long it's been, the Nationals cooling themselves off. They haven't played a game now in over a week. And uh, I was actually I, – I, I was talking to a former Major League Baseball player at the gym a few days ago. Uh, you might remember Reggie Sanders. He was uh, – Yeah, I remember him. The Reds I remember and him, he, yep. Yeah, he won a World Series with the Diamondbacks in 2001. And he played in 2004 for the St. Louis Cardinals, who swept, I believe, was the Giants in the NLCS and had to wait for about six or seven days before the Red Sox – uh, won and, and punched their ticket to the World Series. Actually, that was the year they came back from 3 nothing and beat the Yankees mm-hmm. uh, in 4-3 to three in seven games. And I, I, I was talking to him about that. I said, you, you know, the only thing I'm worried about with the Nationals is how long they're sitting. He said, you know, that actually kind of worked against us in 2004. He said, it's nice to be able to heal up some bumps and bruises, but you just can't replicate those those high-leverage game situations where you're – you're under, you know, you're ratcheting up your intensity, and you're playing at such a high level, and then you just kind of sit for a week. And, and the Red Sox swept the Cardinals that year, so I, I don't believe that that's going to happen. But to the Nationals, I think you know, with their pitching, it's going to be hard to beat them. It, they're not going to get swept by any means. I, like I said, I'm picking six games, but I think it's an advantage to Houston that they played just three days ago. And coming right out of the box, I think they have an advantage for the first game, probably maybe two, to you know before the Nationals are getting back in their their timing and their rhythm and that that sort of thing, trying to get their intensity ratcheted back up. And not to mention, it's going to be in Houston, if I'm not mistaken, the first two games. So, yep, uh, it's going to be um, as Bilal opined earlier that the that game one will be on Tuesday. So the same day this podcast drops will be the same. Uh, Will be the same day that the um, of Game One of the World Series. Um, I look at it like this: uh, I'm picking Houston in seven, man. Houston looks really tough, and um, as you as you mentioned earlier about momentum, um, the Nationals have the Nationals have had some time to cool off, and you, we know, I mean, we know what happens that. I mean, look what happened uh, in hockey uh, during the playoffs. Was it the Hurricanes or I forgot who it was, but. Yeah, during this past hockey season, you know, one team that had some time off and, you know, they were waiting on their opponent and then, you know, they turn around and bit them in the backside and then, you know, yeah, rest is good, but, you know, it's hard to get that intensity back again. It's, it's You know, sport, we know sports is all about momentum. And if you have that momentum and if you're riding high, you're feeling good, you're going to play good. But, you know, if you're kind of sitting around and kind of waiting and not doing nothing, you have a chance to get, you know, cold and not really into it, you know, like, hey. you know it hey, slows momentum? Good pitching, and the Nationals are going to be sending out Scherzer. He's one of the best ever. So, yeah, he'll be starting game one, and opposite of him will be Garrett Cole, the 20 game winner, Garrett Cole. All right, so my prediction is Houston in seven. And when I was, um, I had my connector flight in Houston, that city was buzzing, man. It was buzzing. It was buzzing. Of course, no one said nothing to me because I had my Carolina Panthers coat on. So, <laughs> they didn't say nothing. So, nothing was said. I hear you. But, um, yeah, man, I'll take uh, Astros in seven. Who you got, Scotty D? Astros in six. Be live. 
I'm going Nationals in seven. I'm going against the grain. Go figure. Hey, man, man, that's what you do. That's what B-Live does, when he does, how he does it, or how that saying goes. (laughs) All right, so so that that is it for the World Series coverage right now. But, you know, there's still some games to be played. It's going to be exciting, man. Just like you said, um, fall baseball going into November. Somebody got a birthday coming up soon, me. So, um, yeah, that's how I know it's going to be a good time of the year. Rolling right along, we have the NFL Week 7 recap, and we got a lot going on, and there's a lot to talk about. And so some of the highlight games, um, Thursday night, Kansas City defeats Denver. Um, the downside of that is Kansas City loses Patrick Mahomes for four to six weeks due to a dislocated kneecap. And we'll come back and talk about that later because, Andy Reid, what you doing, baby? Green Bay defeats the Raiders 42 to 24 as Aaron Rodgers throws six TDs. You better watch out for Green Bay, man. They're looking real sneaky. The Baltimore Ravens go into Seattle and defeat them 30 to 16. They go in there and take the cookies. They go in there and take one in Seattle. Uh, the Titans defeat the Chargers. Um, it was a fumble that caused the Chargers to lose, and the Titans win again. Uh, the Saints keep rolling, man. They beat the Bears 36 and 20, 36 to 25 to go six and one. The Rams, they beat, oh man, they beat the Falcons. I mean, the bottom is officially falling out in Atlanta, uh, 37 to 10. And then the Mud Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers defeat the Washington Redskins 9 to 0. When you get a chance, guys and everyone out there, go and check out the game recap of this game. San Francisco and Washington. Sloppy Mud Bowl. Jalopy. Yeah. Sloppy yeah, sloppy, jalopy. Yeah, sloppy jalopy fest 2019. But it was, <laughs> it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Um, the Cardinals, they defeated the Giants 27-21. And Scotty D, you got a reason to smile this morning. As your Dallas Cowboys thump the Philadelphia Eagles 37-10. to All right, fellas, what do you think about Andy Reid's questionable uh, quarterback sneak call in that Thursday night game? Um, why? I'm gonna ask this: Why all of a sudden is it a questionable quarterback sneak call? Every team does it. Every team does it. Like you, you got a half an inch to go to get a first down. You quarterback goes up the middle. Why? Why all of a sudden now that Patrick Mahomes got hurt, the golden boy? of the NFL, he got hurt, and now it's a questionable call. That's not a questionable call. That's what you do. That's why you play the game. So I, I, don't, I don't call that questionable at all. That's part of being an NFL quarterback. It's unfortunate that he got hurt, but that's part of the game. Mm-hmm. I say that in um, tongue-in-cheek because um, I needed Patrick Mahomes because my fan. My fantasy team suffered because this now makes it official that I have now I, I got a keeper league that I'm a part of, and my two keepers this year were Patrick Mahomes and Saquon Barkley. Easily that that easy easy picks for my keepers, and now I've successfully made it through the entire football season. And neither one of them have played in the same week at the same time. So in that league I'm in, I'm in dead last. 
and I'm catching hell for it, and I don't like it. And I, I hope like I hope it. when you edit this, Eddie Cool, you can add violins in the background at that point of the you show. You can kiss my. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. That's <laughs> violin music for his fantasy football team. Because the people who should be upset are Kansas City fans because their hero went down in a heap on Thursday night. But I'm with you, B-Live. I don't think that uh, you, you can question a, a quarterback keeper call. I mean, it's a freak thing. Tom Brady's done it probably 300 times in his career. That's part of football is getting hit by other players. It was just an awkward thing. And when Mahomes gets back, if they have a third an inch or a fourth an inch, I'd call it again. I'd call it again if that's your best option because, it, like I said, it's football. You don't see – it's not like – a rash of knee injuries happen from quarterback keepers. I mean, it's a quarterback sneaks. It's just one of those weird things that happen. Every time somebody gets hurt, you can't, you can't change the way you call games or call play. So I had zero problem with Andy Reid's call on that. I just find, for me, I just find it questionable because, okay, he's already, I'm looking at it from the perspective, okay, you've, you know, you're, you're sliding a little bit. You lost a few, you know, a few games and then, your quarterback's ankle is not, you know, he's not 100% healthy. And, you know, I get it. Like you guys both said, the quarterback sneak is a part of the game. Tom Brady has done it 50, 11 times, and he's damn near perfect every time he does it. But then to add, you know, like you said, it's a free access. So now here it is. You have a, you know, you have ankle issues. Now you have a dislocated kneecap. Now you're going to be out for an extended period of time. And then you have Matt Moore who's a serviceable backup. You know, me and B-Lab can attest to that because he did play for Carolina. Yes, sir. And, um... Yeah, he's a good guy to have on a team. Yeah, but, Ed, the, but, Eddie, uh, the, remember when when, uh, when Carolina was playing Tampa in, what was that, week two? Mm-hmm. And Cam had a bad foot. We were kind of still wondering why you don't run that quarterback keeper on the goal line anyway. Remember, they had a chance to... Yep. To, yep. I mean, he had a sore foot, and we still thought... So what if your foot's sore? You could still fall forward and and pick up a first down. Just because Mahomes had a sore ankle, I don't think that should – I mean, this was a freak injury. I really, really don't have a problem with that with with Andy Reid. Matter of fact, Andy Reid in his career has done a lot of real cutesy, stupid play calls. That's Mm. the most basic – call you can make that's that's you know good grinded out football let's let's get the first down and keep going i i i actually give him credit for making that call in that situation it's just a it's just a freak result that's all yep you're right it is just a freak result and it's just um i mean hey let's um let's hope patrick mahomes get healthy uh he doesn't require surgery so he's going to be um on the shelf for a little bit so I'm pretty sure fantasy owners are scrambling, but hey, you got a guy by the name of Gardner Minshew probably still out there. And if you don't like that, no, go ahead and get Matt Moore <laughs> or Danny Dimes. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is at this point. So, um, yeah, get well soon, Patrick Mahomes. And, but they rolled. They won. I mean, they didn't show no signs of slowing down. Um, also, um, Teddy Bridgewater. Pers- uh, I think that Teddy Bridgewater is the heir apparent to Drew Brees. Taysom Hill, not so much. He'll be a Swiss Army knife, and he'll be, you know, he'll play multiple positions, or he may not even be in New Orleans. But I think that um, Teddy Bridgewater is the heir apparent to Drew Brees in New Orleans as they beat the Bears 36-25 to go 6-1. and one. Because a lot of people picked um, the Saints like, you know, oh, this ain't going to be good. 
they're not going to be as they'll be competitive, but they'll barely be in games. But from the look up looks of it, the defense has stepped up, and Teddy Bridgewater is making the most out of this situation. What's think about it, be live? I called this years ago. Well, not too, not necessarily years ago, <laughs> but when Teddy Bridgewater um, got picked up by the Saints, I was like, he he will be the heir apparent. People tend to forget. When Teddy Bridgewater was with the Minnesota Vikings, he was lighting the world on fire Mm -hmm. until he got hurt. And the world forgot how good Teddy Bridgewater was. And I was like, when the Saints picked him up, I was pissed. Because that is a division rival, and they literally have the heir apparent. Because Drew Brees, he is he's in his forties now. I mean, Drew Brees still does Drew Brees things. But I was like, well, Jesus, I think Teddy Bridgewater put him with Kamar, even though Kamar didn't play this game. But um, with uh, Michael Thomas, and I mean, they they have they haven't missed a beat at all. Mm-mm. So it's going to be an interesting two games when the Panthers play the Saints later on this year. It's going to be interesting. It's also going to be interesting to see who's going to be at quarterback for both teams, actually, because Drew Brees will be back healthy. And it's one of those things, unfortunate, with both teams, that both teams have gone undefeated with their backup quarterbacks. I will, yep. allude, I will allude to that a little bit later on, possibly. But... um. The the Saints' defense has been ridiculous, and that's I think that's been that's been the thing that makes the Saints that even more dangerous. Is as Drew Brees has gotten a little bit older, they've transitioned to over to a, a run um a running um team. Their running game has stepped up, and then as this year, the defense and last year as well, their defense has been playing otherworldly. I'm like, so that's why I called the Saints to be the NFC favorites earlier this year. I told you so. Teddy Bridgewater being the heir apparent, I told you so. <laughs> and I'm not shocked at all. I'm not shocked at all to see what the Saints are doing. As as far as Teddy Bridgewater being the heir apparent, I'm just going to tell you, not so fast on that one. Ooh. Hold on, Lee Corso. Oh. Wait a minute. Not so fast. <laughs> oh. Teddy Bridgewater's had a great four games to the, mm-hmm. to the point that he might be the heir apparent to Joe Flacco. Teddy Bridgewater may have played himself out of New Orleans. I'm not sure how this yeah. is going to play out, but Drew Brees still has some gas left in the tank. And if he uh, decides – I think this is the last year on his contract, but if he decides he wants to come back for another, say, two years – I think Teddy Bridgewater has played himself into a starter's role once again, and he's going to have some value in the offseason. And a team like Denver, who's going to need a quarterback, because Flacco clearly is not their guy, they're going to need a quarterback in Denver. Denver's wasting years with a stout defense and oh. not being able to, to generate any kind of offense. Oh. And, they, and Teddy Bridgewater may have played himself into starting, if not for Denver, for someone else in this league. Uh, he's shown he's still got it in him to, to, to win some games. So 
if if Breeze say Breeze does the Peyton Manning kind of deal, they win the Super Bowl this year and says I'm going to go out while I'm on top, then absolutely Bridgewater is going to be their guy going forward. But mm. if Breeze decides he wants to come back. I don't know if you can keep Teddy Bridgewater on the sidelines for another year or two. I mean, he's really uh, uh, he he's shown a, he's shown something to go four zero with Breeze out like that. He's positioned the Saints to be the be- like you said to go with that defense and that run game. Man, he's positioned them to be the best team in the NFC. So he he's going to have a little bit of value beyond being a backup going forward. I think. I I, I, I like your point there, sir. I'm I'm just as that. That's some sound I'm reporting there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, <laughs> see, that I, I, I will have, I will actually have to agree with you on that. Um, oh God, they're agree. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, 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 just let, let us have back our together, moment. big happy family, yeah. the sports bros. Give me a high five, <laughs> cut and print. Beautiful guys. <laughs> that, that, hey, don't sue us. We ain't got nothing. Don't sue us. We ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing. They say, but we're brothers. Yeah. We're happy and we're thinking. Oh, wait. Can't say that last part. Let me, I'm, 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 I'm going get, to get, get off the train. Let me go ahead and put his damn tracks back on the track. And that's for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, his 2019. Season stats are um, he passed for over 1,300, uh, 1,300 yards, nine TDs, and two interceptions. Uh, his QBR is 48, is uh, 48%. Doesn't matter because the Saints are winning games in more ways than one. Think about it. They beat Rams. He says complete, his completion rate? Is no, it's QBR. QBR. It's, well, QBR is not a percentage, I didn't think. Oh, well, what? what, what, what? I hate those damn numbers. Q, forget the QBR. Just give me yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. The hell with the QBR. Know. And W's. Yeah, and dubs. Dubs, yeah. exactly. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is 5-0, and actually. 5-0. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes, he's, uh, yep, number five is 5-0. and I, I've always been a fan of Teddy Bridgewater since his days in Louisville. And I've always told people, I say, hey, man, whoever's going to get Teddy Bridgewater, they got a, you know, they got a, they, they got something good. Uh, Minnesota had it, and he got hurt. They let him go. And then the Jets, well, that was just a, you know, a pit stop, a cup of coffee. But then he fell into a good situation with the Saints. I mean, they got a good line. They got good wide receivers. They got an all-world world running back, a good defense. What more could a quarterback ask for? But, Scotty D, I, you, you just putting something on the mind of the cool one about him probably playing himself into a role in, uh, in Denver because uh, – yeah, Waka Flocka Flacco ain't it. Yeah, Joe Flacco, he's the drizzling. No. Um, yeah, yeah, he's the drizzling. You know what? His I, I don't know. No, I mean the rise and fall of Joe Flacco. Now you about to see the other side. He, he looked horrible the other night. Absolutely horrible. But speaking of looking good, we got Scotty. These Cowboys, they beat the division rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-seven to ten. Now we're gonna let Scotty D talk about his beloved Cowboys. Because he was pouting a few weeks ago, but he's happy now. You tell <laughs> well, by the tone of his voice and everything, and he's walking around in a suit like, hey, the boys won. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> it, it, it was nice to see the performance, not only to win that game, but to win pretty convincingly. I, mean, I didn't expect them to dog the Eagles out the way they did on, on Sunday night. I thought that they would win, honestly, because they were just for the home field situation and with all the – naysayers and pressure that was on them this week. They had no choice but to have a good performance. It was better than I was expecting. But having said that, they still got the same head coach, the same the same guy that led them to a loss against the Jets a few weeks ago. 
And this is the hallmark of a Jason Garrett coach team throughout his decade there is you're going to win some games that you don't expect to win and lose some that you shouldn't. And that's all the signs of a mediocre coach. I would love it if if the Cowboys would write the ship and, and go on and, and finish the season with with three or four or five losses. But I'm I'm just not convinced that Jason Garrett's leadership is – I mean, why would I be convinced? It's never happened before. Why would mm-hmm. I be convinced that this guy is going to write the ship permanently? It's like that with him. You're up and you're down and you're up and you're down. At the end of the season, you've looked back and had another – average to mediocre season and yeah i'm happy today because we beat the eagles who i can't stand because they're a division rival but i'm keeping that happiness in check because i know who's in charge of that team yeah it's a case of hey don't get too happy too soon celebrate celebrate now because uh next week it could be a whole different story be live how you feel about these here cowboys breaking the schneid and putting their foot on the throat of the philadelphia eagles I don't feel anything. All right, moving right along. <laughs> all roads lead to Dabba. No, no, we, we That's not, all he cares about. We have, we have not gotten there. Now, let me, let me say this. Let me say this real quick. I want the entire world to kiss my ring because I said it a while ago that I did not believe in Carson Wentz. Oh. I didn't believe in him. And ta-da! Guess why? Because he's. I would really, 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 just just get off of these players and riding them and thinking that they're the next heir apparent and their best thing smoking and blah 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 blah. I was not convinced with Carson Wentz. I actually want to keep Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is, was the better quarterback in Philly. He got you to the Super Bowl and won it. Carson Wentz, I mean, to the regular season, blah, 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 whatever. I still thought that Nick Foles was better. He was more serviceable, et cetera, et cetera. And now you're starting to see some of the flaws. Man, if that wasn't the sloppiest way to start off a game, they mm. basically handed the Cowboys the game on a silver platter. There was no way there was no way the Cowboys were going to lose that game up 14 to nothing within the first, what, five minutes? Yeah, because they um they jumped on them early with two scores, didn't they? Yeah, because yeah, they ambushed they, them pretty quick. Yeah, oh, because, yeah. because the um freaking Eagles handed the ball to them. <laughs> Had a case. <laughs> there you go. Cough <laughs> it up. Cough it up. It, it was, thank uh, you, it, thank it, you. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I mean, short field, feed Zeke, and all that. Blah blah blah. I've said this for years, and I, it's going to be another case. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NFC least, not the Ooh, east, the least. least. Wow. And my prediction will come completely true when the Cowboys win the division with a 9 and 7 record. Nothing about that game was but That prediction to me. is subject to change. Chetchel got to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to my nine and seven. You, sir, leave me the hell alone. (laughs) All right, so um, a a quick recap. At the beginning of the season, well, during the preseason, um, we had a friend to the show, JR on, and JR and B-Live made a bet of who would have the most wins between the Eagles (laughs) and the Panthers. Oh, that's right. Yep, and currently right now, 
by one game, B-Live is in the league as the Panthers sit in second place in the NFC South at 4-2. and two, And the Eagles sit in second place at, in the NFC East at 3-4. and four. Losers of two straight. And Carolina has been winners of four straight. Hot on fire. Four of them out. boys. And yeah. watch out. Watch out, 49ers. We're coming for you. We're going to give the 49ers that first L. It's going to happen. I'm Ooh-wee. calling it. And that's not, and that's not the fanboy in me. That's actually that is going to be my prediction. Spoiler alert, mind you. Yeah, yeah. 49ers going to get that first L against the Panthers. I like the Panthers. I like the Panthers in that game. Yeah. Every every time we um the last few times we played the 49ers, man, it's been tough, man. I think that one of the last times we played them, score was like ten to nine. Yeah, like yeah. One by like, yeah, it's 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 going to be a and from the way both defenses are looking, they look real similar to that to those teams that, that um, what that twenty fourteen team, no, that twenty thirteen team. They look real similar. So um, we shall see, we shall see. And as far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> keep starting Kyle Allen. Keep doing what you do. I All agree. right, yeah, yeah. And that is it for week seven of the NFL. Moving right along to college football. And it goes as follows. We had a Friday night game between Ohio State and the Northwestern Wildcats. Didn't matter because Ohio State beat the brakes off of them 52-3. Uh, Clemson defeats Louisville 45-10. to uh, The University of Florida defeats South Carolina 38-27. to And um, this should have been that phantom um, blocking the back call. Wisconsin takes their first L of the season as Ooh. they lose to Illinois on a last second field goal, 24 to 23. Penn State defeats Michigan, 28 uh, 21. LSU, Ed Orgeron and LSU Tigers. <laughs> they defeat Mississippi State, 36 uh, 13. Texas, uh oh, I got an error. Who did Texas play again? Kansas. They played Kansas. Okay. Yeah, because for some strange reason, I put Texas, <laughs> escape Texas. And I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I just saw that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Will Smith movie. Yeah. <laughs> Gemini, Gemini Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you've not realized, um, we are not professionals. No. We are three <laughs> we are three dudes that we love sports. So we are allowed to make mistakes like this, and that's what makes us genuine, baby. Sports bros. And guess what? We're keeping this in the show. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the fan. For the fan. For the fan. Yeah. Er- errors, flaw- errors, flaws, and all. <laughs> um, Texas escapes Kansas 50-48. to 48. Typical Big 12. Ain't nobody playing defense football. And Alabama defeats Tennessee 35-13. to 13, But it came to a cost of Tua leaving the game with a gruesome ankle injury, which required surgery. It's called tight whooping. They did something. They tight whooped something in, in the ankle. And it was a high ankle sprain. And so they did something. I don't know. You down there in Alabama with Dr. James Andrews in that medical facility. So ain't no telling what the hell happened. So two of might be out for a little bit. Uh, B-Live, man. Trevor Lawrence looked a little bit rock. I mean, he looked a little... Um, little shaky to start the game, but um, he bounced back. Um, what are your thoughts of this here Clemson game? I'm going to say this. Trevor, my dude, hey, I get it. You've been hearing a lot uh, from the media. You've been hearing a lot from the fans. You had by far 
the best true freshman campaign that anybody has ever had in the history of college football. 15-0, and 0, you threw for, I believe, 31 touchdowns, four interceptions. You beat the brakes off a mighty Alabama team, 44-16. to 16. Yeah, I said it, Uncle Max. We are the reigning, defending, undisputed national champions. I want to take this moment, though, because um, I've been speaking to a lot of Clemson fans, and Clemson fans are in an uproar right now. They just don't understand why things are the way they are. Trevor Lawrence, you don't need to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. You don't have to force these throws that you've been making. You, you, you're starting to believe in your own hype a little bit too much. You were still, in my mind and in the mind of all of the professional analysts, the best quarterback in the game, without question. Now it's just becoming a point of decision-making because it's just, it looks like he's trying to do too much. But I will say this to, to my beloved Clemson fans out there. I'm going to quote the late, like I say late, I meant great, as Stephen A. Smith like to say, he's a bad man. Aaron Rodgers, to all my Clemson fans out there, relax. Relax. I know that the AP voters want to take us from one to two to three to four. I called us being at, being ranked number four after this week because of the way Ohio State beat the the mighty powerhouse that is <laughs> Northwestern. <laughs> the, I knew that. I saw, they beat him fifty two to three, and I knew that first um, first half Clemson struggled. And they ride the ship. I was like, you know what? They're going to put us at number four. They're going to, Ohio State will jump us. And that's exactly what, what happened. Hear yep. me and hear me right now. I feel bad for Boston College. Ooh. I feel bad for Wake Forest. I feel bad for Walford. I feel bad for the South Carolina Gamecocks. There's one other team out there I just can't remember right now. I feel bad because it's going to be now to a point where we're not just going to play to win the game. It's going to be an all-out, shut the entire world up. We're going to put our bet. We're going to put our foot on the gas, and there will be no let up. Like, I don't see the next five games where Clemson and Dabo Swinney likes to play 70, 80, 90, 100 players to get reps. I don't see that at this point because now putting us at number four with the possibility that Clemson might not make the playoffs even being undefeated, oh, Eddie Cool, I hope you can put some spooky music behind that. <laughs> Violence the earlier session and the spooky music behind the I feel bad for Wofford music to that kind of thing. Hey, we, we, we are nine days away from Halloween, so. Yeah, get, get, break not, up the spooky yeah, music. Yeah, I, I, want, I want this. I want fear. Like, because. Da, 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 da. 
Dun, dun. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, this no, practicing. no, because no, they're going to be psyched up to take down Wofford in a big way. I'm sure. Why out of those teams? Why? I, okay, you know what? I shouldn't even mention <laughs> Wofford. Oh that, boy, that I was going with. I was going for the remaining schedule. I know what you were going for. I got. <laughs> it. We want the spooky music for the remaining schedule, man. Because it, it's one of those things, and I tell again, my Clemson fans, relax. Because Alabama and LSU, I think that happens next week, right? It's what? it's soon, and I think it's at Alabama's stadium this year. I think it's a, I think they're home. Either way, you cannot put a one loss any team above an undefeated Clemson team. So Clemson, all they have to do is do their job, mm-hmm. one game at a time, and. Beat the brakes that leave no doubt. And it, 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 I'm telling you right now, ETN, Travis ETN, Lynn J. Dixon, we're going to run the ball down at those. Trevor Lawrence you, is good. You're good. But I, I honestly think right now, the way the rankings are set up, I think it's accurate. I honestly say that. I think it's accurate, but I also think that. Clemson has the potential to beat anybody and everybody because they've already done that before. And the defense is not letting up even after losing six players to the NFL. No completely new um, defensive line. They haven't lost one step at all. Mm -hmm. I think the defense has gotten better because I think our secondary, our linebacker core is ridiculous. Isaiah Simmons, freaking phenomenal athlete, man. He's ridiculous with it. Uh, I know I've talked too much. All roads lead to Dabo. I bleed orange, Clemson all day, every day. Yes, sir. Um, you've got you've got to bring your own guts. But uh, to answer a few questions earlier about the Alabama and LSU game, uh, correct. It will be in uh, let me pull it up. It will be in Alabama. Uh, the time is to be determined on November 9th, a day after my birthday. That's right. A day after my birthday. Uh, we got number two, Alabama, will be going up against number one. I'm sorry. Number two, LSU, will be going up against number one, Alabama. At press time, please know things can change. And um, that's going to be a slugfest, too, whenever these two teams get together to play as well, too. And be live. Uh, the remaining schedule, uh, Clemson schedule, let's see, Boston College, Alford, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, Scotty D's uh, Wake Forest, <laughs> Wake Forest, David Dickens, and the game of all games, November 30th, at the house, williams Bryce Stadium, or as the dude called it on ESPN, the damn barnyard, the hell that came from, chickens, barns, that's okay, though, um, Clemson versus the University of South Carolina. Scotty D., what are your thoughts on, the, on Wisconsin falling to Illinois? Getting their uh, first loss of the season. Well, honestly, I, I didn't. I didn't see the game. I I, I heard about it, and uh, I was at a wedding this past weekend, and I didn't really get to spend a lot of time watching college football. But uh, you know, I didn't see that coming. I the, when I did see Wisconsin play this year, actually, I saw them play Michigan, and they beat the brakes off of those guys. I mm-hmm. was not expecting to see Wisconsin go down uh, that early. I thought it would be. I, I thought they could get to the end of the season. Um, the, the the game that stuck out to me was the Penn State Michigan game mm-hmm. and seeing Harbaugh come up short yet again against a good team because since he's been to Michigan, I was expecting him to sort of 
really turned that program around the way he did with Stanford. Stanford was legit at the Pac-12 when he was out there. And to see him struggle game after game against Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State especially, you got to wonder how uh, how much longer he's going to have, you know, as the head coach of that team. He's a great coach, but, man, it's just not working out there like I was expecting it to. And there's Ohio State there, and, and Penn State both poised to crack that top four. I think Ohio State's there right now. But, but that was a big win for Penn State. You know, they beat Iowa a week ago. They beat Michigan. So Penn State's trending in the right direction. Wisconsin, obviously, their stock dropped tremendously this past weekend. But um, that was the game that, for, for whatever reason, I just was keeping my eye on the most, and that was the Penn State-Michigan game. I got a feeling if Jim Harbaugh does not beat Ohio State this year, that's it. So, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a wrap. He, this, yeah, he, ha- he has to beat Ohio State. But I'm going to say this. I don't think that Michigan beats Ohio State. But if I'm not mistaken, but I, if I'm not mistaken, this week coming up, I believe is Ohio State, Wisconsin. And I'm I'm calling upset alert right now. I think Wisconsin comes back from this loss and hands Ohio State their first loss and completely derails the entire college football playing. That would be sweet. Maybe Wisconsin was looking past them, you know, looking ahead to this. I, absolutely. I, I 100% believe that. I think that Wisconsin's defense is ridiculous with it. Oh, yes. They fell asleep going against Illinois. And that, that happens a lot of times. Teams and you know look- who else can beat Ohio State? Dabo. And I'm not even talking about Clemson. I'm talking about Dabo himself. He could beat a, he could knock Ohio State off. Well, the la- I'm just saying the last he's a national treasure. He is a national treasure. And the last time that Dabo <laughs> faced the Ohio State University, Goose Egg. Not- yeah, I, th- I think I think he could go up there and win himself. <laughs> with his with his shirt off. With his shirt off and everything, yeah. Oh yeah, and just side note, side note. <laughs> Um, I believe it was Andrew Booth throwing punches, had to ride the bus home. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, wow. Made him yeah. ride the freaking – hey, Dabo don't play. He don't play. He does not he play does at not all. play. And, no. And when and, and everybody was up at arms because he was freaking giving his kicker the business and everything, Dabo said it straight up. He says the kicker is the same as the quarterbacks, the same as the running back. They're all players. He doesn't treat anyone any different. And so, like, so for, like, they, Clemson kicked out um, Booth before um, the referees did. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because you saw him walking toward the locker room before they even made that call for unsportsmanlike conduct. Wow. I could make an entire episode about Clemson, uh, you, as you guys already know. So yeah, we know ahead. we know he can do that. So guess yeah. what I'm about to do? Well, and, to... and he, he sent him back. He sent him back on the bus. Wow. So he didn't let him ride the plane back, <laughs> back yeah. to campus. He made him ride a bus, and that brings me down to two pepper points at the end of the show. I was actually going to talk about <laughs> no. that. Oh, <laughs> stop, thief! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a great it's a great point to make though. How. Uh, even in the, in that situation, Dabo turned that into a learning situation for that kid. And in the wussification of America, you'd need more of that that uh, straight up public discipline like that. He yeah. did. He, he apologized for the kid. He didn't shame him, but he let everybody know that that's not us. That's not him. 
and we're we're going to take care of that going forward. And he'll, that that kid, that Booth kid, will be better for this experience. Yeah, that's good. That, that that's good that Dabo said that presence, man. I think uh, more coaches and more, you know, it needs to happen more in society. So over to the AP top twenty-five, we're just gonna go through one through ten, and we're gonna have a little honorable mention because uh, we saw it coming, but we didn't see it coming at this rate. Uh, number one, Uncle Max is Alabama. Number two, um, LSU. Three, Ohio State, and Clemson round up the top four. Uh, Oklahoma five, Penn State six, Florida seven, Notre Dame eight, Auburn nine. Georgia 10, and I almost said the Oregon Ducks at 11, but I said top 10, right? I sure did. And cracking the top 25, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Yeah, the undefeated <laughs> App State Mountaineers. And Michigan is at number 19. They'll be at number 25 before it's all they, said. Yeah, they don't done. even deserve to be in the top 25 at this point, I don't think. Yeah. Do, do we got boys should be Pitt. Pitt should be up there, I think, right? Yeah, speaking of Pitt, um, <laughs> shout out, shout out to that fella that uh, that delivered that um, technically sound German suplex. Ooh, 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 ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of football tackles turning suplex, but as soon as I seen him, I was like, "It's over with! It's over with!" I saw feet in the air, hips pop, boom, over with. Yeah, don't give that man a flag. He's just trying to take the man down with the ball. That's what you do. All right, and that is it for another edition of the College Football recap um start to heat up fellas start to heat up as playoff time comes around alabama next man up i don't think they um they miss a beat but it'll be telling without heisman trophy candidate tua and i'm not going to pronounce his last name because that means i have to edit more and now our favorite part of the show the choices of the voices and thanks again to the wonderful Miss Button for the intro to Choices of the Voices. Yeah, you heard the woman. This is our favorite part of the show. She's not lying. She's telling the 100% truth. T-R-O-O-F. Hey, be like, what your ass say? <laughs> I, just had to, I had to throw it in there. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. Just, just, if, just for our listeners, please just look up Godfrey and imitating Steve Harvey on Ugh. YouTube. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I cried. I'm telling you, we cried laughing the entire vacation that we had. Crying yeah. laughing. I'm talking about I had our Uber driver laughing. I mean, I'm just, oh, it was too too funny. Too I, was like, I was like, dude, take us to the comedy club before you, <laughs> before you wreck on Hollywood Boulevard. No, sir, no, buddy. All right, oh, all right, choices of voices time. All right, now um, we're back, we're back, we're back. And Scotty D, what was this week's question for the choices of the voices? Uh, I asked what your favorite college football rivalry was, and to give us a memorable moment from that clash. And our our uh, our listeners slash followers were very limited in what they gave us on this one this week. Not sure why, but we had a few responses. Let's see what we had there, Eddie Cool. All right, we got a few of them, man. Leading off is the uncle to the show. Let me make sure I spell that right because it's not U N C L E, it is U N K L E after um, checking out one of his uh, Facebook posts. Uncle Max. And of course, Uncle Max, uh, he chooses Alabama and Auburn. And he gives us a specific date November 28th, 1981. This will come as a big surprise um, Alabama, Auburn. Not really, but <laughs> also, yeah, also coined as the bitterest rivalry in football. He said, my favorite moment 
is when the series came on uh, that date, when Alabama came came back on the fourth quarter to be Auburn to give Bear Bryant his 315th win, surpassing Amos Alonzo Stagg to become the winningest coach in Division I college football history. Sadly, Bear Bryant would pass away some 14 months later and, and 14 months later and one month after his final game coaching. A little bittersweet, but hey, you know, it's a, it's a rivalry, man. It's one of the most intense rivalries in all of Alabama. That's how it is in Alabama. Either you're Alabama or you're Auburn. Not to my no UAB, nothing in between. Either you're Alabama or Auburn. So shout out to Uncle Max for that one. All right. We got Trey Dizzle. Trey Duke says the Eastern Illinois Panthers versus Illinois State. Tony Romo's mighty blue and gray Panthers matched up versus the Redbirds of Illinois State University. You knew when Romo and the Redbirds came together, it would be a primetime brawl for the ages. He is clowning us. <laughs> I figured That's that a clowning answer. He's just he, he can't get over Tony Romo being retired. <laughs> he he hates Dak Prescott. He can't. He wants Romo back. He can't. It, it's like a bad breakup for for Trey. Trey, come on, bro. Get it together. Give us a better answer than a Romo reference. He, he's clowning us. Trey, we're gonna have to call an intervention, brother. We're gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm, call I'm, an intervention. I'm, I'm, let, let, let's talk about this real quick. I'm Trey, 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 Trey Dizzle. Because um, I, I, one thing that I thoroughly enjoy about um, choices of the voices is that we get the opportunity. We see people's responses. And we get to ponder. We get to think about it. Because as you know, we don't answer the questions on the Facebook page because we give the voices to you. Mm-hmm. And then we, we talk about our own on the show and everything. But I sat and I looked at this. I said, this, what, why? <laughs> what, what, why? 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 I, I, I understand. I mean, the name of, I'm, you know what? I'm putting it on the air. Don't care. The name of his fancy football team is Romosexual. So there you go. You know you got it bad. This is we. This is um. You got it. You got it bad. (laughs) We we. This this is to the point where we need serious psychological help. We like we we we. I like what Eddie Cool said. We this is this is an intervention, Trey Duke. We need you to hashtag do better. It's Trey, going Trey, to be. It's going to be all right. It's going to be fine. I've just don't. This um. Remember your pressure points and woosa. So breathe in, breathe out. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Romo is not coming back to us. He 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 has officially retired. Yeah, he, he's he's hitting golf balls and doing a hell of a job. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. And enjoy his golf game. Enjoy Tony Romo and the essence of his retirement. Did b just turn into Jim Nance? Like, am I watching the Masters? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and that is your moment of zen. <laughs> With b Jim Nance. <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> You just had an out of body experience. 
Episode 32 of Sports Bros Podcast. Jim Nance. We don't know we how the off. hell he got there, but he popped up. <laughs> we are off the rails, man. Let's get this thing back on track. Oh, God. What is going on? <laughs> oh, man. It, and, it, and it gets better. All right. We got Martin Tracy. Jesus Christ. Here comes no, this one. No, we <laughs> Picking Coyote Roadrunner. Pass on this car. Let's move on to the next one. I mean, it's a funny thought. Pass. Who else we got? <laughs> well, that limits it because we got some Tom Foolery on that one, too. Um, Tom Wynn, he also selected um, Alabama and Auburn. There you go. All right. He said, ah, the last, he said, ah, the last six years, the Iron Bowl. Uh, Bama lines up the kid winning field goal against Hayden Auburn. It is short, and Auburn returns it, <laughs> turns the short field goal uh, back to 100 yards. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And he also mentioned Scott Money Donnelly chicken dinner. Something about chicken and Scott <laughs> and eating and stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, Tom Wynn, that's a, that's a really good, uh, really good pick. Really good pick. Uh, <laughs> and that's a short version of the choices of the voices. Scotty D, college football rivalries and the best moment and go. Well, you know, I grew up with Pitt Penn State. That was mm-hmm. discontinued, then started up again and discontinued again. So Ugh. too much, yeah. That, for for me personally, that would probably be it if they would just let that go. But I can't, I can't call that one. And Ohio State Michigan, I think, is probably a close second to my choice. And the most memorable moment for that one to me will always be that Desmond Howard Heisman pose. Yep. Um. But I, I'm going to have to agree with our other guys that went with Iron Bowl. You know, I know South Carolina Clemson's got a great rivalry in this area, but I think overall the Iron Bowl, it, you know, because those guys don't have uh, another professional sport in there. And Auburn and Alabama is like – it's like God in that state. Yep. And to me, the most memorable moment didn't even happen on the field. It's Harvey Updike. You guys know who Harvey Updike is? No, who's Harvey This Updike? is the dude back in 2013 poisoned the oak trees oh, in the corner in Auburn. That. He killed their trees, and they sentenced him to like 70 days in jail and like an $800,000 fine. And he basically told the judge, roll damn tide, and he ain't paying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this dude loves yeah. Alabama football to the point that he actually could have got away with poisoning those trees, but he didn't want to. He called a radio show and told on himself, roll damn tide. That's, that, now, that guy, that's some passion right there. So that's, yeah. my, that's my choice, the Iron Bowl and Harvey Updike. I'm currently looking at pictures of Harvey Updike, and he, and from the looks of it, he looked like he would tell the judge, roll damn tight. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm looking at this he guy. He looks like a guy who would do that, doesn't he? I've yeah, yeah, like- yeah. He, look, he looks like a tree poisoner. <laughs> he does. That is him. He's got the big handlebar mustache and the, yeah, the scowl you know? and, yeah. <laughs> and that atrocious uh, tablecloth shirt from the Lamont Sanford collection that he has on going to court. Yeah. Roll damn tight. I ain't paying no damn fine. Oh, my yeah. God. I think he paid Jeez. like $5,000 out of an $800,000 fine. And just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not paying anymore. He gave like 200 a year for a couple of years or something. Something crazy like that. But. That dude's that that's now that's a guy who's passionate about his team right there. Uh the legend of Harvey Updike. <laughs> Be live who you got. Um, I'm actually gonna do something completely different. 
Any cool because I know where me and you both stand when it comes to college football. I would like for you to go first because then I'm going to opine. I'm going to bounce off of you because I want to see what your take is first because I, I've got a, I got a good fresh one, but I want to see where you go with it first. I'm switching up the whole game. Let me see what you got first. Well, speaking of, I'm going to switch it up, too, because I would go with the obvious, uh, Clemson, Carolina. But, man, I'm telling you, I was stuck between Ohio State and Michigan, but I'm going to have to roll with that Alabama and Auburn game, man. These these games these last few years have been pretty good, especially with the um, <clears throat> with the kick six uh, missed field goal return. That was like – I'm like, wow, this just happened in the – Iron Bowl. This is this is this is a pretty big deal. So I'm going to have to roll with Alabama and Auburn as one of the most um, intense rivalries in um, college football because you know I've had a chance to talk to people from Alabama and you know it's either like they say hey they say hey man either you're Alabama or you're Auburn. There's no between. And Alabama's like look either you Alabama or you just saying four little words that rhymes with poop and defecation so yeah is 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 that is that heated is that serious and um yeah man alabama and auburn is where it is i know i just threw a, a curveball to be live and his jaw i think his jaw just hit the floor so no 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 we'll no, see what no. he says <laughs> what you no, got me no, my, my jaw didn't drop i was I, I can understand that but it just and that's that was the reason why i wanted you to go before me because want to save the best for last. And no. I can be completely passionate about my choice when it comes to the greatest rivalry. There is no other rivalry. There is no Ohio State-Michigan. There is no Alabama-Auburn. There is no Florida-Georgia, Florida State-Duke, North Carolina. I don't care. Clemson versus South Carolina is the biggest and baddest rivalry there is, bar none. Hate is not even closely described when it comes to what happens between the Clemson and South Carolina rivalry. When it comes to freaking vandals chipping Howard's rock to the point that we have to have freaking security guard our value, precious treasure, keep your hands off my freaking rock. <laughs> I need it. But my most memorable part of the Clemson-South Carolina rivalry goes back to 2004. Ooh, that was a good one. The game ended up being 29-7 Clemson. But oh my goodness. Clemson versus South Carolina 2004, the day after that whole malice in the palace between the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers. Who cares about that? That was that was 12 players versus 12 players and a few people in the stands. We're talking 90 football players versus 90 football players over the span of the entire football field, just throwing haymakers and punches and all of that. That was by far, that will never like that is the epitome of a rivalry. I don't care what anybody says because it started at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. because it was at um, Clemson Memorial Stadium, Death Valley, 
D-E-A-T-H, as opposed to LSU's death, Valley, D-E-A-F. Learn your history. Where South Carolina gathered below the hill where Clemson players usually run down and wanted to start an altercation <clears throat> at the bottom of the hill. And then we had to lay up the smack of down on their candy asses, as The Rock would say. And they didn't take that loss too well. And then it, it spun, um, I think it was um, Savelle Newton was the quarterback for um, South Carolina. At yep, the good, old, good, old, good old fall down Savelle. <laughs> <laughs> and if I remember correctly, um, Clemson sacked them and decided to lay on them a little bit longer than South Carolina players liked. And South Carolina was losing. The Coots were losing. And cue the, the fight music. <laughs> yeah. And, and a fight ensued. And, oh, fight, and it literally, it spanned the entire football field. And it, it was crazy to the point where both schools imposed their own penalties of sitting out bowl games, forfeiting money that comes from the bowl games. They um, said, nope, nope, we're not going to do it. Embarrassment to both schools, et cetera, et cetera. It was an embarrassment somewhat, but man, oh man, was it. That's that's what rivalry is all about. I don't like you. (laughs) I don't like the colors that you're wearing. I don't like your face. (laughs) Even though two of my best friends, my two best friends are both Gamecock fans. You deal with us. You deal with yeah, us. You know, I, I deal just with just you. like we deal with you being a Clemson fan, you know, just like I'm looking at an orange spray can in my house that I'm about to <laughs> throw on the floor just now. Just cause it's, make, I, it's making I, me itch. I just realized. Yeah, I barely drink orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, that is, I'm just saying, that's, that is the rivalry. The rivalry. Yeah, the rivalry. All right, so that's pretty good, pretty good. Scotty D, what you got for next week's Choices of the Voices questions? All right, we kind of collectively came up with this idea um, back in our we're going back to the NFL, but we're right, right at the pretty close to the halfway point here, the NFL season. So far this season, what has been your biggest pleasant surprise and your biggest disappointment? What did you like pretty much expectations you had for one team? Are they meeting them? And uh, who has exceeded your expectations? That sort of thing. And if you even want to throw in who you think your halfway point MVP is so far, we'll take that too. So just kind of your biggest surprises of the NFL season so far. What has stood out to you so far? And I'm sure we got a couple things on our own minds to kick around, but we'd love to have a little bit more feedback next week from our listeners. So let us know what you think about the NFL season at our halfway point. All right. And that is it for another action-packed, entertaining (laughs) edition of choices of the voices rolling right along to the end of the show getting a go home cue and it is pepper time that's right it's been a while in case you forgot three topics kind of sort of rapid fire style and with that being said i'll go first first point goes out to jonathan taylor wisconsin running back the fastest of five thousand career rushing yards and he's only a junior and this probably tells me he probably won't be coming back for a senior season, and he may be going to the NFL draft. The guy's a beast. The guy's a dog. Hell of a five running back, especially behind that big old Wisconsin Badger offensive line. They play no games. They mow him over, and he rakes up the yards. Over to you, Scotty D. 
All right, well, Jalen Ramsey of the Jaguars, formerly of the Jaguars, got his wish. He finally got out of town, and uh, his debut with the Rams went well. They they got off the snide themselves had a, with a three-game losing streak. I'm not ready to bury the Rams yet, and this could be the kind of thing that could zap them back to life. You know, every team that goes through some kind of struggle or turmoil during the season, the San Francisco 49ers have not gone through that yet. They are 6-0, and currently a three-game lead in the loss column on the Rams. But you never know, that Jalen Ramsey deal may just be what the doctor ordered for the L.A. Rams. Over to you, B-Live. All right, all right, all right. Um, so, let's see. Chase Daniel, Gardner Minshew, Kyle Allen, Josh Rosen, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Moore. What do the, all those names sound like to you? Back, back up, up quarterbacks. Back up quarterbacks. And so what does the NFL do in the midst of having all of these star quarterbacks on the men, hurt, et cetera, et cetera, whatever reasons that may be? Oh, let's extend the regular season by a game and go for 17 games instead of 16. What in the world are you thinking? You can barely keep a good product on the field for 16. Have you looked at the have you looked at the stands recently? Have you seen some of these stadiums? They're barely half full and you're trying to extend the regular season? And you can't even keep players on the field because of all these injuries? NFL, stop it. You have to, at this point in time, you have to put a much bigger percentage in the players' pockets if you're going to do this. Because this is ridiculous. I'm happy with 16. I think the entire world is happy with 16. Look at some of your Thursday night games. Look at some of your Monday night games that people barely want to watch. You want to add another game to that? For what reason? Leave stuff alone. Stop trying to be greedy, et cetera, et cetera. Look out for the players. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 but you know what? My voice ain't going to be heard as much as I want it to be, but this is ridiculous. The fact that almost half of your teams don't have a healthy starting quarterback that have backups in and you want to extend the season, get the out of here. Eddie Cool, take this ball and run with it. I'll take it, man. Hey, that's that's a telling tale, man. Of you want to add, you want to do what? Do you see what you can barely do? What you can barely do? So yeah, I, no, it's ridiculous. All right, and let's not forget we got the NBA coming up around the corner. I think it should be starting in a few days, or the day this podcast drops. Uh, basketball back in season. There's been a lot going on, but guess what? Pascal Siakam, Spicy P from the world champion Toronto Raptors, he gets paid. He gets a four-year max extension for $130 million. I'll tell you what, man, if it's anybody that deserves the money, it's him because he really showed up and showed out this past season. And let's see what Spicy P does this year. He'll practically have the team on his back because ain't no Kawhi there. And, hey, they'll make the most out of it. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, Siakam, getting some getting some cash. You know who else is going to get some cash is Garrett Cole. Next year he's going to be a free agent. Uh, Garrett Cole, as you well know, 
was a uh, the starter for the Pirates from 2013 to 2017 before they traded him to the Astros. In his two seasons with Houston, his ERA has been under three, and he's made two All-Star games. And for that reason, I want to punch him. Over to you, Eli. Somebody's a little salty because somebody he, he decided he he decided to get better. He decided to do better after he left Pittsburgh. Yep. <laughs> All right. I, I mentioned a little earlier in the show when it comes to college football and the AP poll, and I was saying to my Clemson family, my bleed orange family, to relax. But I also want to opine on the AP poll, which means absolutely nothing when it comes to the college football playoff. It's just a bunch of writers and journalists that claim to have all this expertise and blah, 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 sitting behind a keyboard saying who the best teams in America are. This is ridiculous. But I thank you. I thank you, AP voters, because my beloved coach, all roads lead to Dabo, is going to take these articles that take, put Clemson from one to two to three to four, and I'm pretty sure he's got it pictured, posted up somewhere in the locker room. So I appreciate that um, material, that fuel for what um, Devil Sweeney likes to call the Roy bus, the rest of y'all bus. If y'all haven't heard about the Roy bus, it's simply put that it's Alabama and it's then the rest of y'all. Wow. And Clemson is part of that rest of y'all. Even though we've beaten Alabama two out of the past three years with a thrashing of 44-16, once again, Clemson is part of the Roy bus. Thank you, AP voters, because now, once again, as I said earlier in the show, the rest of the teams that we play will have to pay the price. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Spooky Halloween music. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got a little caught up. <laughs> You knew it was coming. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Oh, God. Eddie Cool, please take this ball. Go please. Ahead. Oh, man, give me the ball. Give me the trade. <laughs> All right. Third and final pepper point. As I did mention in my previous pepper point, it's about to be bad, scared, but I didn't sing the whole song, so you can't sue me because if you do, I ain't got nothing. Uh, the NBA, My NBA Finals predictions, I know it's a little early. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. Coming out the West is the Clippers. But it's going to be a fight. Because the West is, I think, you know, with Golden State not having that firepower, I don't think Golden State will fall off too bad. But they'll, they'll be in the thick of things. Western Conference Finals is going to come down to the Clippers and the Warriors. In the East is the Bucks and Roy. Rest of y'all on the rest of y'all bus. So with that being said, my final prediction: we got the Clippers, 
Bucks, Clippers in six. Scotty D, what you got? Eddie Cool. Right arena, wrong team. Because the West is going to be won by the L.A. Lakers. Oh. Oh, yeah, baby. The Lakers are making their comeback this year. It's time to return to relevance. I actually think the West is going to come down to those two teams. Uh, I know that Houston added Westbrook. I think that's a powder keg. At some point, that's going to blow up down there. Waiting to happen. Yep. Golden State is going to be without Clay Thompson, a big part of the year. And obviously, Durant's gone. They're still going to be good, but they're not going to be dominant. Mm-mm. And that leaves the Lakers versus Kawhi. And I like having Anthony Davis pulling rebounds and blocking shots. And I'm not going to disagree with you with the Bucks. I think the East is, belongs to them this year. They're they're going to be poised to take that next step. Giannis showed a little bit of weakness in the playoffs, and I think that he'll work on on you know improving his all around game and free throws. The only other team that intrigues me over there really is the 76ers or if they're going to be able to to take that next step. So I think it's going to be the Bucks and Sixers, but I think it's going to come down to Lakers, Bucks and LeBron riding off into the summer sun with another ring. Over to you, B-Live. Um let me let me go ahead and say this real quick uh, as my final pepper point. Once again, saving the best for last. How in the hell is it possible for you to be a Yankees fan and a Lakers fan? That's two entirely different sides of the country. That really just sounds like, oh, let me pick the best team in the country right now. Have you not heard me talk about my favorite college football team, the Pitt Panthers, or well, I, the Pittsburgh I, Pirates baseball team? Have you not, have you, well, have you not paying just, attention? But no, I understand that. I've been paying attention. <laughs> I, I've been paying attention, but – the most beautiful part about being a sports journalist is you get to cherry pick. You get, <laughs> I, I, was, you get, I didn't know you were a sports journalist. Forgive me. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, but I, like, I, <laughs> I, 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 I play. I play one on this um, podcast. Hey, hey, right, this, listen. Hey, hey, this guy holds a degree, so I guess I'm kind of sort of a journalist. Listen, when I was, a, I grew up in Pittsburgh. There was no basketball team when I was growing up. It was either Bird or Magic. And I went with those Lakers. I like the Lakers. And I am of the opinion that when you're an adult team, so I've stayed. That's who I like. I can't help it. I like the Lakers. Whatever. Anyway, um, so I'm not going to be I'm I'm not going to be a homer and just go L.A. L.A. Yeah, I'm I actually believe that the Westbrook Harden reunion in Houston is going to shock the world. What? Tick, yeah. tick, tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be an explosion, all right. And nobody's gonna be ready for it. It's it, p- people think that it's two ball hogs, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I honestly believe I'm actually anticipating seeing both of them on the court, be, weaving and bobbing, doing what they do. I don't think there is a defense in the world that could stop them two, honestly. And I'm going to pick the Houston Rockets to come out of the West. And I don't know if y'all been paying attention in the East, but um, Ben Simmons might have a jump shot. I saw that. He might have a jump shot, which makes him incredibly dangerous. I'm picking the 76ers 
to come out of the East. The Rockets versus the 76ers. And you know how I'm outside the box thinking with it. I don't care. It's what I do. And that's how you put a little chipotle on that pepper. Chipotle on the pepper. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the show. But before we go, Scotty D, how can the folks greet you? Hey, you know what, guys? I got myself a new trivia gig on Mondays. I am at Bowie's in North Myrtle Beach. It's up on uh, right just by Main Street on Ocean Boulevard. I'll be there at 6 o'clock each Monday evening and at Wild Wing Cafe, 645 on Wednesdays and Barefoot Landing. And just uh, check check us out, the Facebook page, uh, Scott Donnelly and the Sports Bros. A couple of Facebook pages to follow us on. Thank you all for your attention. Yep, we got a whole lot going on. And of course, Almighty Be Live, where can they find you? Hey, you can find me at St. Louis. Hey. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. Well, check it out. You have to stop setting him up like that, Ed. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, I, 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 it's been two weeks, Scott. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't help it. You can find your boy at Max Speed Shop here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, 482. North McPherson Church Road, home of the best brisket, pulled pork, and burgers in the world. Oh, my goodness. Where you can find all the sports, 57 beers on tap, over 200 bottles and cans. That's what I do. I'm the bar manager there, so I keep the drinks flowing. Always drink responsibly. Yes. And, don't, and don't drink and drive, as, nope. I've, I, as, as I've learned in my life. Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but check it out, check it out, check it out. You know, I'm throwing some social media sites at you real quick. You can find me, yeah, boy, the Almighty Be Live. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter um, at this be your boy be live. No I at the beginning. So T H S B E Y A B O Y B L I V T. Did I even spell that right? I don't even know at this point. I'm sorry. Go ahead, be live. Check me out on Instagram or Twitter. You can find us also the Sports Bros Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram is at Sports Bros Podcast, all one word. On Twitter is Sports Bros Podcast. Also, you can check us out. Have any questions, comments, concerns? You know, check out check us out um, on our email, sportsbrospcast at gmail dot com. Check out our WordPress. Check us out on YouTube, on our Facebook like page. Facebook like page is going to have all of our videos and memes and all kinds of other silliness and news. Um, check me out on Wednesdays. I'm gonna be back at it with you with what happened. Pause. Wednesdays, yes, sir. And hey, check us out. I'm still continuing to work on the um, um, YouTube page as well, getting some more videos up there. I believe I just uploaded one of my favorite What Happened Wednesdays when it comes to D. Oh boy, Ohio State <laughs> University. Oh, uh, I honestly, that's my favorite one. I, I still laugh to this day. I I laugh at myself. Don't judge me. Eddie Cool finishes off. Get us out of here with it. And as always, you can catch me, Eddie Cool, on Snapchat, Super Cool Five Thousand, 
Um, yeah, leave me some questions, some comments, and you know, yeah, I just might read them on the show. Also, Instagram, cool season, all one word, and the Sports Bros um, page on Facebook, as well as the sport for uh, as well as the Sports Bros um, on Instagram, YouTube. Almost said MySpace, but I don't even know that exists. <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, WordPress, anything in Sports Bros, you can find us. You can find us. Hey, we got some things in the works. Hey, y'all. Hey, oh, oh, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I'm done with school, so guess what's about to come back? The Thursday videos. Could you get three things Thursday or Tranquilo Thursday? Stay tuned. I might have something special planned because I've been thinking about it for the past few uh, months, and um, it might come to fruition. So hold on to your footy socks because I got something for you. So, yeah, that's where you can check us out. And, bros, I want to say uh, thank you for your support. Um during these last few months as we got the podcast up and running, uh, sticking with me uh, through the whole graduation process. B-Live, thank you for being there. Scotty D, thank you for holding it down while we were gone. We owe you one. Uh, I just want to thank you guys so very much for helping this, for making this thing uh, come about. And also, I want to give a thanks and a big shout out to the listeners as well, too. Listeners, keep listening. Tell your friends to subscribe. Tell everybody you know about the Sports Bros podcast because we do this for you. We do this for you. And I, and we also do it for Scotty D because, you know, we don't want him in the house talking to his couches about sports and the couch is not replying. And then he beats up the couch and then we wondering what in the hell is going on. Very but true. and with that, uh, any, any, any final words before we head out, fellas? Ah. Uh. Let me let me let me do a favor. I I gotta do it for for the world for the listeners. Allow me to introduce to you the 2019 graduate from Ashford University with a Bachelor of Arts degree. God bless. I forgot. It. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me late for work. Just, just say his name. <laughs> All right, three, two, one. All right, fellas, you got anything last words? I can't even do it anymore. <laughs> what, the, what the hell with it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another action-packed version of the Sports Bros podcast. B-Live still hadn't recovered from vacation. Scotty about to be late from work. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. Even as even if that includes going on a vacation like B Live just did. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They'll greatly appreciate it. Uh happy to be back. And this is another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> See you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>